0: hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Stuttering Springboard. In this episode, Brian interviews two brave and bold neuroscience majors at the University of Pennsylvania who took it upon themselves to start a... A stuttering support group at Penn. This is probably the most inspirational podcast Brian has done. It demonstrates what young young people who stutter are doing to come together to support. Each other and how how they are finding ways to change the perception of what it means to be a person who who stutters. Nothing will stop Kelly and Doton from accomplishing their goals. Take a listen and be inspired.
1: Welcome to the Stuttering Springboard, a podcast put on by the Nolan Stuttering Foundation. We focus on helping young people spring to the next level in life. That is young people who stutter. And we want to educate the population on what it means to be a person who stutters and the experiences they have. I am very lucky today uh, uh, to have two guests um, who are Penn students. Now, I'm a St. Joe's grad, so I won't hold it against them that they're Penn pen students. But uh, Joe Donaher introduced me to Kelly Garcia-Ramps Garcia and um, uh, Dotan Bello. And now uh, Kelly was born here in, in Northeast Philadelphia, uh, but she's, um, she comes from an um, immigrant family. She's going for a bachelor's in neuroscience and a minor in Chinese studies. A fun thing about Kelly uh, is that she likes 70s and 80s salsa dancing. We're going to get into that a little bit. She also plays uh, in the Penn band, playing alto saxophone. um, And her, along with Dotan, started speech fluency at Penn. Let me introduce you to Dotan, who is also a candidate. For a bachelor of arts in neuroscience, I can't believe I'm talking to future neuroscientists. I can't even believe that. Um, uh, he is uh, an uh, EMT, so he's really he's gotten out there monitoring um, areas full of hundreds of spectators, responding to emergencies, uh, uh, performing life support. Uh, worked on research project that examined the role of white matter neurons on traumatic brain injuries. And I'm way over my head here with this information. This is crazy stuff. Uh, also gets into something that I guess he calls sprint, sprint football, which we'll talk about uh, shortly. So Kelly and Dotan, welcome to the Stuttering Springboard spot podcast. So great to have you here.
2: Thank you so much for having us.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Now, yeah, I was just saying, uh, thank you so much for having us too. It's so great
1: to uh, now dive into your worlds a little bit. Um, so let me just, Kelly, just, let me just ask you a couple of background questions. Uh, you, um, you graduate in May, is that right, in May?
2: Yeah. Um, um. So yeah, but I graduate of, um um for next year in May.
1: Next um, May. I'm a
2: junior, but I believe Dotun is a senior right now.
1: Gotcha. And I I just heard a a fun fact from uh, Joe Donaher that you're going to be doing some work with uh, Dr. Ingo Helbig.
2: Yes, I yes I am. Um, because I'm really fortunate to, to to be able to work with him in his lab. Um, there. Uh. Uh their genetic counselor reached out to me and she it's uh, um, 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 um so since she knows that that happens i'm a person who started she she thought that that like the project would be of of special interest to me and because i was like yeah uh, because i want to be in the project and uh, uh, um, she invited me Uh, um, for me to listen in on Joe Donaher and and, and Beningo talking about the project and they they're going to be presenting um, their ideas for a conference for the American Speech and Hearing Association in November and they invited me as like a contributing author um, for the before the conference so like i'm really um fortunate and i'm, I'm really excited to um to do it but i also heard um uh uh the dr Helbig's podcast oh did
1: you hear um, that
2: yeah yeah but yeah. so it was really inspiring and because uh, so it was really fun to listen to that was
1: so inspiring mm-hmm. i i was uh emotional at times probably it's right? because i mean i i have two two sons who stutter. Mm-hmm. and um so any research that can identify and isolate the, the causes of stuttering or or the location of it um, so it can be classified as a, or thought upon a, a, as a disorder instead of just a nervousness that people have, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
1: So um, what, what prompted you to study Chinese?
2: <laughs> yeah, so it seems very... Um... Very out there, but I think that that feels well with uh, uh with what I want to do, uh, because so uh, the contrary to to what people believe of people who stutter who just want to be like like uh, where they think that like that uh, people who stutter are who are very introverted and they don't want to like let do public speaking and stuff like that um for me let, let, uh, even though I don't like we're uh, doing public speaking per se um so my passion is to 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 communicate science to the world and so my main mission to like but one of my main goals is to go to China or to go like, like, like abroad to, to be able to communicate science and to be able to put present at conferences and stuff like that. Um I have been wanting to to study Chinese ever since I was like five years old, but like I've always been, I've been so fascinated by like the script and and but generally but East Asian languages in general are just very fascinating to me. Um, but that, uh, was out of the the uh, the opportunity um, to study in high school, and now I'm studying it at Penn. So yeah.
1: I mean, you can actually can you can you read Chinese?
2: Uh, but a little bit, but I haven't studied Chinese in about a year because I had to to drop the the fourth semester uh for, uh for other reasons but i can read a little bit and speak a little bit as well
1: mm-hmm. wow that's pretty awesome i want to come back to your uh salsa here pretty soon in, in the saxophone and such Ooh. i i want to bring a uh, Dotan into to the conversation i i failed to say that uh Doton, uh was was uh, born in nigeria and uh moved to to virginia when he was nine and then uh I'm sorry. When he was four, and then uh, Philadelphia when he was nine. Uh, welcome, Dotan. and uh, talk to us about your. Uh, are, are you really an EMT? And you you go out and
3: you've been through some pretty tough situations out there. Uh, yeah. So I actually uh, got started as an EMT uh, when I was on my way to a sprint football practice and i was riding my bike and i got hit by a car uh and yeah so um i uh, luckily uh i was okay after that uh but like one of my first experiences with an emt was uh was uh was after that incident uh and i was able to see how much they were able to Help me through that event, and so that uh, and so that got me interested in be, uh in becoming an EMT myself and trying to provide that same uh support um to 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 uh to people in similar situations, uh and so yeah, so then I decided to join our school's volunteer EMT organization, which is called uh the medical emergency Re- response team. Uh, so it's essentially a s- s- student-run um, organization of volunteer EMTs. And we respond to our calls on and off campus. And so I've been doing it since my junior year. So for about two years, and I've been able to really gain a lot of experience interacting with uh, Various patients and uh, and responding to various calls such as uh, falls or or, um, or, or 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 allergic reactions uh, and so it's really given me a lot of uh, clinical experience and I've also been able to uh, be an EMT at Lincoln financial Stadium. So I um so I uh, staffed a few of the e- 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 Eagles games uh, and some games for t- Temple and so that gave me kind of a whole different experience as an EMT. Now I'm working with a lot more uh, patients at at one time um, and having to respond to a calls in, in the stadium. There were uh a different. N- n- Natures and complexities, but there, but us, uh, some of them were similar, uh, such as like falls, or um, there there was instances of heat, uh, of uh, heat emergencies, and so that also just gave me another opportunity to uh, interact with patients in a clinical setting and uh, provide provide medical support. So I've really enjoyed my times in EMT and it's really given me a lot of valuable experiences. I, I I can only think how how
1: nervous it is getting a call and not knowing what you're going to see and deal with. What what's sort of the greatest lesson that you learned um, as part of it?
3: Yeah, uh, one of the greatest lessons I've learned as an e- 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 EMT is to really listen to the patient, because oftentimes, mm-hmm. when we get the di- di- dispatch and we, uh, and we get the uh, nature of the call, for example, if it's uh, like an ankle injury, or if it's a fall, or if it's a heat emergency, we kind of have our own pre- preconceived notions mm-hmm. of what we're go- going to do when we get on scene, uh, because we've gone to the training that tells us to, to uh, do things in a certain order. But um, oftentimes it's important to listen. Uh, it, it's, it's always important to listen to the patient when you get there and really attend to their uh, needs and their, uh, and their concerns and kind of remove all of the preconceived notions that you might have about what you should do on the call and listen to what the patient needs the most. So I've really learned to be um, a better listener and be a uh, uh, to be like more compassionate when interacting with uh, patients. I
1: mean, I, I think that's going to serve you well in all things that you do in, in terms of listening. I mean, do you do you feel like as a person who stutters, you you already have that sort of capacity to, I think, listen better than maybe some other people, and and certainly have uh, empathy. So, uh, um, I'm curious, where where are you going in your in your future? Yes, yeah, sir.
3: So- yeah, so my goal is to uh, be, be become a phys, phys, physician. Mm, a ner- boy. Uh, a neurologist? I- I'm not exactly sure yet which uh, specialty I would like to go into, but uh, n- neurology is definitely something that I'm considering.
1: I have two brain scientists on the call today unbelievable where so tell me how did you two hook up i mean how did you two meet where where did this start uh and where and uh, tell me about that kelly did so you did you did you get this idea to to start a stuttering support group at Penn?
2: yes yeah, so so um like i'll tell you the story about like how i decided to to start the club um so uh, 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 um, so this idea was kind of in my head for a while but I didn't really let like start pursuing it because I have uh, 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 uh I have experienced a lot, a, lot, a lot of self-doubt and like I've had uh, mm-hmm. a lot of school stuff that I had to attend to and like a lot of home stuff so it so, was uh, uh, very overwhelming time at Penn um so cuz uh, uh, that, uh, that idea was on the back burner for a while mm-hmm. but um but uh one time uh, uh, I met somebody and uh, 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 but I uh what uh, 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 that um that um uh, that he was a cool person but i thought that he was kind of with understanding and like kind of nice stuff like that so like i had like a short um a short lived acquaintance with him uh but i met him like, like, like a houston hall but uh, one of the um the college halls at 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 Penn um and so we were talking on the phone one time and like we were we were just like talking about our days and stuff like that um and um we were talking about uh goals and stuff like that because I asked him like, like, what is your goal in life and then he told me what his goal was and he um, asked me what my goal was and but I wasn't really sure what my goal was because I was um, 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 so I was still in a very nebulous time for um, so my life like, like, um, but there was like a bunch of uncertainty um like, like a bunch of anxiety and self-doubt about like, what uh, what uh, what um, so what, um, what, um, what um, what, what kind of uh, uh um, um, for what kind of resonate with me, and uh, but I told him that, but I was like, I don't really know. Like I don't really think I can like, mm-hmm. do uh, it. can do anything of importance because I was like I wasn't really sure. And he was like, Oh, but uh, do you stutter? Uh, but he, he asked about my stutter because I told him when we first met that I stutter." And, and he was like, Oh, do you stutter because you have low self esteem or oh, something like that. that? I hate that. Yeah, yeah. He, he assumed that my stutter was because. I lost self-esteem because I didn't know what I was going to do in life. Uh. And so that the, but kind of lit a fire under me. Oh, I bet it did. Yeah, like <laughs> it really did. And, and but I was super upset for a day. And then I was like, you know what? L- l- like, I'm going to do something about this. Nice. I, I, but then I talked to my mom because my mom is a person who started as well. And we were talking about it. And she was like, please start let you should start a support group and you should let try and advertise it and stuff like that. And I let let throughout like um the for the fall semester, I um, who I kind of I met with um the the one Guard Disability Center at Penn, and but I talked with my community with my contact there because she she also has a stutter, and but I talked to her, and she helped me make a flyer and we passed them out and stuff like that. And um, so we're still doing some uh current outreach and stuff like that. Uh, but luckily, Dotun has been very, um, very supportive. Um, through our efforts in trying to to build a community around people who stutter, so yeah. Well,
1: what was it like that that decision? Uh, do I walk into the office, to the disability office, and did you did you have a lot of should I, shouldn't I, and were, we're I, I can only imagine what it, what it must've been like. Um, how long yeah. did it, did it take you from when you had the idea to do this from to the point where you actually turned the knob and walked in? Yeah. yeah that was a
2: <laughs> courageous move. Thank you. Thank yeah.
1: you. Yeah, I mean, really was courageous. I, I applaud you in a, you. in a huge way. How long did it take you from when you thought about it to when you, actually did it
2: mm-hmm. so I think that I thought about it seriously um probably in like October-ish of 2022 mm-hmm. um and then I started to to uh hand out flyers like l- 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 but two months afterwards, or, or a month afterwards. So, but I started handing out, uh, put handing out flyers at the end of uh, November. Uh, but I started handing out the flyers at the end, at the end of November, and then, um, so for this semester and for the spring of 2023, um, because I was actually. Were uh, pushed or were inspired to to keep going because um, I went to uh went to a book signing for John uh for uh, John Hendry's book uh um put his book on life on delay um uh, because I uh, I went to his talk and I met him and um <laughs> it was funny because when I went up to to put give given my my, uh, my book to sign but I just kind of started crying because I didn't even know what to say because it was <laughs> so like so
1: overwhelming
2: yeah but it was so 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 inspiring to see someone yeah yeah Who's just like me and like who's doing really great things and people, people coming from coming from everywhere to hear him speak because like well, the room was packed, it was full of people to the other room. Wow, to hear him speak, and I want to be like him someday. Yeah, and well, that was what really pushed me to you are you are well seriously
1: you are well on your way with with this uh starting of of a uh, a program i i wish sincerely that, that i had the courage back then it it took me it took me like 50 years <laughs> to start something and you started something at a young age Dotan um how did you get involved and uh did you guys know each other before this
3: yeah, so uh, I I I uh, met Kelly th- through a mutual n- 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 friend, uh, and that mutual n- friend told me that uh, Kelly was also a person who's stuttered. Uh, and so, I, uh, and so, before m- meeting Kelly, I didn't know anyone else at Penn who also stuttered. So um, I was really interested to. Uh, m- m- meet her uh, because of that and so we uh, I believe that was around um, around November of 2020 um but I didn't um but uh but um I but then I found out about the group from her um around when she uh was starting it and handing out the flyers for the group and so that's kind of how I uh Kelly and how we, uh, how she, yeah, b- by the group. Um, so do, do you guys have any idea
1: how many students at Penn stutter? Any idea?
2: So I definitely think that there is a population of people who stutter at Penn, um, but I think it's a question of finding them. Um, yeah. Because I definitely think that, 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 that but there are people who have a chronic stutter here at Penn, and, and but there's definitely a non-zero chance of finding them. But that's why, like, it's really hard to do outreach because sometimes it's be really hard to find to find people who are um, who are one who have a speech impediment or someone who stutters, and then second, let a, 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 a person who's um who's willing to talk about it because like there are people who don't want to talk about it or don't want to have that much proximity to something that that, ha- that affects them or they don't think it affects them at all
1: mm. um so it might be it, denial yeah. huh that might be denial people that don't think it affects Maybe. them at all yeah In some yeah. cases
2: yeah exactly because i feel like when i was uh when i was younger but i thought that like it was just something that i was gonna kind of like be cured from and like i wasn't going to to have problems with it growing up but like but alas we're here you know
1: totally yeah totally so this idea of not wanting to Talk about it. I mean, I, I can relate to it because it, it, I, I was filled with a bunch of shame, of course, through my life with it. And so running as far away from it as I could, a lot of people aren't, aren't ready to sort of um, confront it and talk about it. Um, has, your, has your talking about it given you more a, a sense of acceptance and peace with, with who you are? Talk about that for me, each of you. If you could,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, so I think uh, let's all start, and then maybe Dotin can uh, can go and and talk about his experience. Um, and we'll, I think that that in starting a support group and we're also going to to other meetings of people who started because I also am part of the Philly chapter for the National Studying Association. And like I've been going to their meetings first to like see how mm-hmm. those go. And then trying to to uh, 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 uh... Trying to get uh 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 trying to get uh we're trying to get some inspiration or like insight into what the, the format is like. Um I think it took me a long time to 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 get to the point where I was more accepting of my stutter, but I still am not completely there yet. Sure. There's still like still a lot of days where I feel like I'm gonna give up because it just consumes, you know. And um uh, but it actually took, like, like it actually uh, it took me a while to even be comfortable around people who stutter. Surely. Like, it, like, like I, was, I was even surprised to feel uncomfortable around other people who have a stutter. And, like, mm. I was kind of questioning to myself, like, why do I have that, that reaction to someone else who's like me, Right. So that's something that I think is, is uh, very valuable to explore. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like like me, 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 uh let, 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 let like me, Dotune, and like our efforts and like in our advocacy have really helped uh put uh, uh, it have really helped in making us feel feel more uh, more comfortable talking about it.
1: And authentic, yeah. huh? Authentic. Yeah. You know, what you're starting is um it's gonna be like a legacy. I mean that you start really you you're starting something that is gonna, you know, in 15 years from now, there'll be so many uh, students who will benefit from the persistence and the grit that you had to go, go through this. Don't, uh, what, what about you in terms of talking about it, confronting it, um, accepting it to the degree that you, that you can, where are you in that journey and how is how is this uh, club playing a part
3: yeah uh, So yeah so when i was younger i would always try to avoid de- discussing my stutter or anything related to stuttering uh, like kelly i was also really uncomfortable with being around other people who stuttered as well and especially um in any uh, especially uh, witnessing any media portrayals of people who stuttered, and seeing it on mm. movies or TV shows, that would make me uncomfortable. Um, and I think that was that was uh, wrapped around a lot of a uh, shame and um, a lot of shame that I had around stuttering. And I was really bent on um, curing my stutter. "Quote unquote," and uh, to me, when I was younger, that meant being fluent and not stuttering at all. But I think with uh, the various with the various speech therapy programs that I've uh, gone through, especially at the blank center, um, I've been able to reshape
1: the,
3: the way that I view myself as a person who's stutters and not um, and not tr- try to. Uh, be someone who's completely fluent or not or, or, or not to see stuttering as something that's inherently mm. bad or something that's that's uh that uh that 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 needs to be fixed uh the, the, the way that i speak is uh perfectly fine and i as a person I have to be comfortable with the fact that i'm a person who stutters and being a person who stutters but also being a person who stutters openly and confidently. And I think with my journey, um, it's been really important just to talk about it and to talk to people who I, I might've never uh, told that I'm a person who stutters, but obviously um, with the amount of interactions that, that I've had with them, they uh, they do know that I'm a person who stutters, but just kind of just telling them, hey, uh, I'm a person who stutters and, and uh, if you hear any blocks or repetition of my speech, it's my stutter. And actually uh, yesterday I was uh, telling a friend uh, about the uh, about the speech therapy, uh, about the speech uh, support group that Kelly started. Uh, and initially I just told a friend that I had a meeting at five and then he asked me um, what is the meeting. And that to me like provide an opportunity for me just to be open about stuttering because I never told that friend that I'm a person who stutters but I just said um yeah I'm just going to a uh, a uh, sh- support group of people who stutter and I just kind of told him about my experience and I think like having those interactions and just um being more comfortable with just talking about stuttering has really allowed me to accept myself as a person who stutters and um recognize that it's it, it's not something that I need to shy away from or something that I need to change but just who I am, it's a part of me as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's an applaud that one. That that uh you guys are you guys are in, inspiring me. Isn't so much of it like a mental game, like the mindset of how we think about it and um how we how we let it really define us and uh prevent us from talking about it. But once you realize um that it's part of us, you know, the last podcast I, I, I did, which comes out Thursday, Michael Sheehan he talked about, he talked about shed the burden and make peace with your stutter, because it's part of you. He said, he said, I'm five foot two. I'm never gonna be six feet. What am I gonna do about it? I stutter. If there's a problem, it's the listener's problem, not mine. I've got important things to say. But the, but the problem is getting, getting more people like you to, to engage in these conversations how, how are you promoting the club now? And, um, I mean, this podcast, I, I love for you to be able to push that out there, whether it's, you push it out on Instagram, Facebook, do you, do you have social media accounts? Tell us about that,
3: Kelly. Yeah, uh, I do have social media account, but I'm sure Kelly can also explain, um, A bit about the promotional aspect of the club um yeah if you'd like to go into it yeah
2: yeah yeah um yeah so so we actually um had a meeting uh um, well, well yesterday and we talked about ways to promote the club better um so so we're planning to uh, uh, promote the club through uh, through various newsletters for different student uh for different student groups at Penn um like like the the various first generation low income um uh like clubs and organizations um, um And cultural centers aware of. Uh, um, but I'm planning to um, let's also contact a few speech pathologists, um, at Penn and at CHOP to, to promote the, the support group to so any people, um, uh, for the colleagues or patients that 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 part, that, um, that. Uh, that are willing to participate um, since the uh, since the goal is to, to have a support group that is more college student oriented um, one of our uh, one of my members um, he suggested that we could expand um and we could talk to different schools and
1: I said I, I
2: was thinking like the big five yeah yeah let, 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 Drexel. Um temple stuff like that, and Puerto Temple has their own speech pathology, like, let let le, uh, the center. So so because so I'm hoping that 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 can uh, we can do some uh, some work along with DoTune and, and our members to um to reach those schools as well and and see what happens. So so yeah.
1: Tell me a tell me a goal. You know, I I love goals. Um,
2: yeah.
1: I love goals for all parts of of life I'm a runner so you do I saw that yeah uh, I do have you ever run a marathon or a 5k or 10k
3: yeah so um I've run a lot of 5ks but I haven't ran a marathon or 10k or half marathon just yet but it's in the works ex-
1: I, it gives you good grit, you know, when you're a mile 18, and you're starting to, to uh, suffer. Uh, uh, the fact that you uh, stutter, uh, it actually, it helps that you've got that sort of backbone and strength. Um, Kelly, what's your goal for, for the club? Do you have any goals in terms of number of people or how often you want to meet or the message?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so so, uh, 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 I'm like, I definitely want the group to be, like, but my goal is, like, 10 people Um, to at least, like, uh, to at least have have like five or six people who are regularly coming and maybe let, 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 having like 10 or 15 people All coming right. in let, 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 who are willing to even hear about it and like let, 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 let stay in touch. Um, I do feel like the support group is going to be... Let, 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 uh, we're going to be um put, uh like uh, 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 uh like a lot more productive and like a lot more public club once people are joining so so that's why my goal is to have like at least like 10 or 15 people i love it 10 is great <laughs>
3: yeah, but
2: um great. but yeah and i think the uh, the message is to really like to help people feel feel like they 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 are not alone for my flyer for the main statement is that you're not alone because I feel like there are so many people who have a stutter or like have a speech impediment in general, and they feel so so. So like isolated and so alone that that they 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 feel like they don't have anyone to look up to or like anyone who, who's willing to 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 help them see a future in which that they, they can succeed as well because they've been me for the longest time. But I didn't think I was able to even reach my dreams of being a, being a researcher. And now I'm working with some, some of the most world-class scientists and speech pathologists to be able to, to present at a like a speech and hearing conference this year. Like, uh. That's insane. And, and I don't think I would be able... To even have the, the, those connections, or, the, or that level of hope, was um, if I didn't kind of get, uh, 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 kind of get out of my comfort zone and kind of participate in the speech, a uh, speech pathology and speech impediment scene.
1: I love it. That is that is really good stuff. Yeah, um, you guys, as as scientists, so to speak, neurologists, going in that way, you're you're familiar with neuroplasticity the term neuroplasticity and uh so i've i've been practicing neuro, neuroplasticity with uh self-talk and the, the right self-talk i i coach around this a little bit um you know i i, I always say don't don't listen to yourself talk to yourself um because uh, when you listen to yourself as is, is when the self-doubts and things are going to go down those pathways how do you talk to yourself do What do you say to yourself?
3: Yeah. So uh, whenever I have to do something uh, important with speaking, like doing a presentation or talking in class, some things that I uh, try to keep keep in mind is that oftentimes I'm more focused on my speech than other people are. And um, people um, often are focused on what they're going to say next or um, or, or 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 just what I'm saying, and not necessarily how I'm saying it. So I tried to uh, reframe that uh, to reframe my thinking in that way. Um, and I also like to keep in mind that um, that uh, that this interaction or this presentation is only going to be maybe a few minutes or thirty minutes at the uh, at, at the longest, and so it's going to end of. Eventually, and it's not something that's going to radically change my life. So I shouldn't put so much pressure on myself um, in in the presentation. Um, and I also like to um I also like to acknowledge my feelings of uh self doubt or just anxiety. And I think that's important. Um, just to be uh. Has to be reflective about my uh, thoughts and feelings regarding this situation, and not uh, be ju- uh, not be judgmental towards myself. And I think that kind of helps me with just realizing that um, yes, I, I do feel this way, and it's important for me to acknowledge that. But now, I'm, what how can I do to possibly? Um, change the way that I'm feeling or to, or to make myself feel more comfortable uh, with this speaking situation. And so yeah, it just helps me to like reframe my f- thinking in a way so I can um, do the presentation or participate in class. I love
1: it. So do, do you, um, Kelly, do you, have, do you have certain word phrases? Have you ever have you heard of the concept of affirmations? Like, you know, um, positive self-talk around? around this you must you you're a person that looks like you do a fair amount of um affirmations to be able to push through what what you've done what's your favorite affirmation
2: i think that my favorite affirmation has to be that today is a new day it's always gonna be a new day. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens today let life shouldn't be contingent on what happened the past day, you know. And nice. I feel like let, let, like so it's for me, I'm actually let, 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 uh, a person who who has a really hard time with like staying positive and like having the, the these affirmations. I find it really difficult to, to keep going sometimes. So awareness with like mental health is something that I'm also really passionate about. But I think that what has helped me with the support group is knowing that this is helping someone else. And that 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 if I'm able to help someone, that, that is one other person, then I'm doing the right thing, and like I should keep going because, mm. I'm someone who who hates to to quit, you know. Mm. For me. I, 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 with that spirit of quitting, I don't have it. Mm. So so, so having that has really kind of helped me in like staying with it. Mm. Staying, with, staying with outreach, staying, staying on top of meetings, trying trying to connect people to other opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> That would be of interest to them um
1: so yeah. yeah every day do something every day do something i is a quote that i use um anxiety and action can't coexist. they actually literally can't in the brain if you're taking action like the action you've taken starting this club reaching out to people getting on this podcast these are the, you are filling your cup up every day fill up your cup and have the great your your perspectives are incredible um i'm i'm really looking forward to to you both coming to the uh, springboard workshop uh for everybody listening to to this i, I, I we did a, a flyer I, I don't think we sent you the actual flyer uh, we did send it to uh, the contact you gave us kelly um forget her name but we did send that i'm going to send it to you so I, I don't know if you can post it on anywhere i've got um Got about 15 uh, kids, uh, students, and about 10 adults so far. Um, As I mentioned, uh, Dr. Ingo is going to be there. Um, As is this this guy, Chris Anderson. Um, I told you about that book, uh, Every Waking Moment. Have you got? Yeah, that book just blew me away with this sort of description of um, what the mind goes through. in a situation uh, and how avoidance reduction is really one of the best answers to uh, the, the real disorder, which is the ang- anxiety that comes from it. Um, let's end with uh, well, two things, Kelly. What do you wanna go back and, and tell your eighth grade self? If you could go back in time, what would you tell your eighth grade self?
2: Oh, you're putting me on the spot here, Brian. Oh, my God. Um,
1: <laughs> Don't, I'm coming to you next. I wanted to, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, because, so I think when I was in eighth grade, uh, I was definitely in like a really like hard place with my self-esteem and my stutter. And I've been actually thinking about this for for uh, 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 for quite some time Uh, uh, what would i like say to my younger self right now Mm -hmm. um and i feel like i have changed so much since i was in that place in eighth grade um because uh, like now uh, but my perspective is more Put more future focus. Um, put not so much. L- 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 like uh, not so much. L- l- like uh, but being dependent on my parents for like the stability and like mm-hmm. the income and stuff like that. But now I'm, put a lot more control of my life. Um and I'm so grateful for that. And I think that that, but that what 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 I would tell my my um my my anxiety-ridden eighth grade self is that you're gonna do great things and you're capable of doing great things and what you're doing now is going to pay off. Mm-hmm. But we, 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 we feel like I want to. To hold, uh, to hold that child and say, say you're safe. You, you belong. You, your feelings and your your emotions are valid. No, but no matter what what anyone says. Um. So safety is really. for safety and the when the the, um, the, the uh, acknowledgement of their hard work and the, the success that, that follows. I really want to, to tell them that.
1: You're going to do great things, Kelly. You are going to do great things. I look forward to watching you do great things. Doton. What are you telling your eighth grade self?
3: Yeah, so I would tell my eighth grade self a few things. Also, uh, the f- first thing I, I would t- tell myself is that uh that uh that you're that you are going to stutter for the rest of your life. So at this moment you just need to be comfortable with, with yourself as a person who's Woo! that's a hard one to take, isn't it? Yeah, because definitely at that time I thought, you know, maybe by freshman year of college or like senior year of college, I won't have a stutter. It's, it's, it's just going to go away. But I think at that point, I just need to just just accept the fact that I'm a person who stutters and it's something I'm going to have for the rest of my life, and that's completely okay.
1: I I you know I I never wanted to believe that, but it, it it's true. I I remember hearing the first time that, well, if you if you don't if you don't uh, stop stuttering by the time you're five or six or seven, you're going to stutter forever. And uh, that, that first time I heard that, it was just like, it was this fatalistic uh, thing. And, and I I think telling your eighth grade self, you're going to stutter, but it's okay. It's not, not going to stop you.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, And then also I would tell my eighth grade self to self-disclose and uh, don't be apologetic about your stutter. So um, I had to do a lot of presentations in eighth grade. So I think it would have really helped if I would have just been more open about my stutter and self-disclosed because I did get asked questions a lot by teachers. And I think it would have been helpful with building
0: relationships
3: uh, with other students if I were just more open about my stutter. Uh, And I would also tell my eighth grade self that uh, I shouldn't be afraid to take up space, and whatever I have to say is valuable and is important. And um, my stutter shouldn't stop me from just saying the things I want to say because everything because the things I need to say mm. are important as well. And and then finally, I would tell my eighth grade self to uh be comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's a saying that I uh, heard a lot while playing uh, spring football and while also just playing sports growing up, it just continue to put yourself um, in uncomfortable situations and being okay with being in those situations, even though um, it might not feel the best in the moment, it, it's going to help you uh, down the line. And so if I were just to put myself in more uncomfortable situations and uh, been more, uh, and been comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think that would have helped me uh, in eighth grade. So yeah, that's what I would tell myself. Wow,
1: I I, I expected good answers, you two, but I, I didn't expect those answers. They were amazing. Um, um, you you've heard the uh, phrase um, growth and comfort don't coexist. Uh, so you can't grow if you're comfortable. So putting yourself in uncomfortable situations grow. I've I, you know I, I asked this question. On every podcast when i just asked you and uh it's funny as i was asking you i i realized I've, I've never truly reflected on what i would tell my eighth grade self which is really weird that i asked it but i and so if someone asked me like you're know, kelly when you said woo Brian, you put me on the spot i'm like yeah that would probably put me on a spot too um but i um i would i would say be brave and be bold brian be brave and be bold you're going to do great things um and, and then I would mix in a lot of the things you guys said. Take up the space. Don't you, you, you've got great things to uh, say. I was a timid um, eighth grader, um, and I'm not a timid person. So that was really bad. Like, right? I'm an outgoing person. I'm an extrovert by all definitions. But yet, I was a loner, and that was really, really hard. Um, so that's why we, when you have a program like this, I. I applaud you guys really nice work. Um, thank you so much for what you are doing. thank you so much for joining this podcast.
0: Nolan stuttering foundations or NSF's primary purpose is to bring young people who stutter together and help them become the best versions of themselves. We do this through programming design to help them share and navigate the unique communication and psychological challenge they experience. NSF helps prepare young people to take the next step in their lives, whether it's high school, college, or or your, your career, for ideas and and contributions to the podcast contact us at info at nolansf.org